Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hey guys, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jen. And And you're you're listening listening to Fathomless. Fathomless. We're doing another true crime news and update. Everyone really enjoyed the last one that we did, so we figured we'd make it a regular segment. I feel like just, it has to be. It definitely needs it to has be. There's to just be. so many things going on, especially in New England right now. Oh my god, there's so many missing people, things happening in New England right now. I can't even I can't it, even keep up on I it. I feel like every other day I'm waking up to a TikTok or a Facebook message or something. Like a new missing person, yeah. something else happening. One thing we're definitely gonna have to retouch on is um not in this episode but the next time we do one is missing men of boston because there's been some stuff sent to me that yeah you did say that over you did say that maybe i feel like that was like some other potential almost victims that was a great first episode that we did um it has so many plays like compared to our other i know just being our first it obviously it's gonna have more plays but more than a a lot of our episodes so yeah we might have to do a part two Definitely. And I feel like even if we waited a little bit longer, I'm sure we're going to get more. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's Who knows? wait until the end a... of winter because yeah. it seems to usually be around the winter that this happens. So yeah. then oh, yeah. get it's a like couple March. more months and then yeah. we might March, have April. something else happen. Yeah. Let's wait. I mean, I don't want to make that like. Gosh, more... no, we're not trying to put that out into the universe. No, but, no, no, you know, no, no. But know. like, I mean, with the trends, how they yes. are, let's, we'll probably we'll do see that in the spring. Yeah. I mean, we have our next couple episodes planned anyway so yes we will be doing lizzie borden soon we know that everyone yeah. saw us oh yeah on we went our, to the lizzie borden house we did i don't even think we've talked about no that. because we haven't sat down and recorded since yeah but i'm i mean the last episode we just recorded we didn't yeah. even talk about that we, we went to the lizzie borden house we did and it was so much fun yeah my friend Susie came up and stayed with me at uh in my house uh can't talk at my house in new hampshire because my husband was away, and I didn't want to, like, be alone over the weekend. And she was like, let's go to the Lizzie Borden house. So we drove down to Fall River, and Amanda met us there. And, yeah, we went. We went on the whole tour. It was amazing. It was so much fun. We we had a blast. And, yeah, shout out to Susie also. She's amazing. Yeah. It was, I mean, we kept talking about wanting to go, but Susie was like, let's go. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, we've been talking about this for so long. Thing. Let's just do it. So, I mean, obviously, like, being in a tour group, like, nothing spooky happened. I feel like you oh, like, course. stay overnight. I but... would love to, but it, have you seen the prices? You said they were, like, $400. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... it's, like, 350 a night before, like, any, like, fees or anything. I, I so... thought the $30 tour on its was own enough. <laughs> was enough. Um, but you had to pay six. It was, like, $25 to tour and $6 for the extended tour into yeah, the, the basement. basement. Which is nuts because when I went there 17 years ago, the gift shop was in the basement. This is just, just their to way to make there. more money. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got to see remnants of old blood stains. Yeah. So definitely worth it. I will post pictures of that when we do. Oh, God, I just hit the soundboard. That's okay. It's okay. Um, sorry if anyone heard that banging. <laughs> uh, just throwing my hands around. But I will post pictures of that when we cover the Lizzie Borden case. Like all of the pictures that I took in the house because I brought my camera 
nothing spooky scary showed up. I went through and looked to see if I could find any, like, you know, uh, come on. figures or any orbs or anything. But That's what we want. Only orb was just a weird light flash because I took a picture of the, the glass yeah. case with the dress in it. So, and the Lizzie Borden house is so cool. So, like, the doors, I, I think the wallpapering, um, like, the heating system, everything's, like, original in the house except, like, the furniture. Wallpapering isn't. But, oh, um, the wallpapering isn't. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God, no. It would be, like, deteriorating. Oh, um, But um, every, like, they, everything is What are the heating put things in called? Radiators. The radiators. Yeah. Andrew Borden himself put those radiators those. in the house. He's and a they're cheap still bastard. Work, and they're still working to this day. He's that's like, that's how we heat the house. I, so he was a he was a cheap bastard. Yeah, he was. But um it it's crazy how they make the Lizzie Borden house like very um they I mean they made a they make a joke out of it. Like they sell T shirts that say don't make me axe you twice. Exactly they do. It's very it's become a like a character caricature itself yeah the so actual, like murder yeah so and then like you can go sit on the couch not the same couch where andrew borden was yeah. killed but, but it's, it's all it's like similar... antique furniture oh yeah from it's, that it's period ever so. appropriate yeah. furniture in the house but um they have a cutout of andrew borden's head that they put on a stick yeah you, you can, can take, take like, pictures yeah, yeah you can take selfies of the head of andrew borden on the couch where he died yeah I mean, to be fair, he was a cheapskate. He made his family eat five-day-old mutton stew. Yeah, and, so, like, not and have like, toilets. Yeah, they used chamber pots, even though plumbing and electricity was, like, well accessible to people with money of their kind. Yeah. And people even that didn't have a lot of money. Like, it was just a normal, it was yeah. becoming a normal thing at that time. And he still was like, ah, unnecessary luxury. Whatever. I mean, Lizzie ended up getting her mansion, so. <laughs> she did. She did, for um, her dogs. But... We also laid in the spot on the floor where Abby Borden was yes, killed. Yes, I have a picture we of Jen laying great, there. We had a great tour guide. He was very oh my into God, the he was dramatics. A yeah, riot. Kind of cheesy at some points, but I was I was for it. Yeah, but he, he still gave good good information. Oh, absolutely. He was like, "Okay, I'm going to go up the stairs and give me five seconds. And once you get to like the seventh or eighth step, you're going to see why they knew without going up the stairs that Abby Borden was." Dead. Yeah, and he laid down. <laughs> he laid down on the floor and had like this like dead face on. Oh yeah, he laid it all up. Yeah, he was awesome. I forget his name. I feel so bad, but he was great. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, so we had fun. We went all the way up to the attic. We went into the basement. Um, tell him about the the blood stain. Yeah, so the in the in the basement, um, underneath the parlor that Andrew Borden was found in. They actually have a spot on the floorboards where you can see a discoloration from Andrew Borden's blood soaking into the floorboards. Yeah. Uh, so when you shine a light up to it, you can see it's like a different color from the rest of the wood. I took a couple pictures with my camera that I brought with me with like the flash on and everything. So you're able to see it pretty well. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you got great pictures it of was, it. Uh, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. It was I nuts. mean, and it's crazy because they're making an other like room to rent overnight in the basement yeah or at least they're trying to. they're That's trying they to said. but did you see the wall behind the bed it was like yeah they definitely they need to do some work down they're there. gonna have a, to like put some sheetrock up or something yeah there's a bed down there already though weird but yeah we went to the lizzie borden house and it was, it was so much fun. it was awesome it was awesome we had so much fun me amanda and Susie kind of like lagged behind like the rest of the group and we're just like taking selfies and having fun 
not bad. Did you get anything from the gift shop? No, I did not. I trying to be good this year. Yeah. Not buy frivolous things. Trying to do like a get debt free 2023 plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got like a bookmark and a coffee cup. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted a shirt, but I was like, Jen, you have like a thousand shirts. So I thought about a coffee mug, but I have like 30 coffee mugs and I have the smallest collection on the planet. Yeah. So I. I the The bookmark I got was really cool. It had pictures of cute. dead Andrew and Abby Borden on it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, we'll definitely be doing a Lizzie Borden episode coming up soon at some point. Yeah. Maybe a two-parter. Probably a two-parter. Uh, I think it has to be a yeah. two-parter. Amanda's got this huge book that her I mom do. gave her. It's bigger than the Bible. It's bigger than the dictionary on just Lizzie Borden. Yeah. And the whole shebang that went yeah. down. Yeah, shows my mom, Gail, you're the best. Thank you for the book. It's honestly, it's got so much cool information in it. So. Yeah, it'll definitely be used as like a reference oh, point yeah. for our podcast. Obviously, I don't expect us to read that whole thing. Try. But, but yeah, you're going to try? I'm going to try my best. All right. A, it's probably a lot, of, a lot of dry nonsense. So yep. we'll see. All right, so um, besides yeah, so we'll just, that, yeah, let's that. We're going to give you guys a little uh, true crime update. True crime updates. We're going to get into it. We're going to start. With uh, Anna Walsh, who was in our last update. I don't know if it was like an update we episode. Update, I think it was, about it. Yeah, we talked about it. In one so, of our podcasts. So the last episodes. time we talked about this and sat down and recorded, the husband was not. Not um, necessarily being looked at. No, as they said he was cooperating. Yes. We literally recorded a bunch of episodes and the next day it all the came out day, that was... he was involved and i was like wow by the time that episode comes out they're all gonna be like okay like old news <laughs> old guys news. and by the time this comes out it's still gonna be old news. it's still gonna, gonna be, be another trial news. there's so... a trial actually on february 9th which is thursday yeah so i mean we could probably talk about that next time we yeah, sit we're, down and record. we're recording this on february 5th so yeah by the time this comes out in like a couple weeks after that you know, I'm sure we'll have some more information. We'll post some stuff on Instagram and on our Facebook group if you're a part of it. If you're not, feel free to join. It is open to everybody. Yeah, we have a Facebook group. Um, Amanda set up and she's been pretty active on. I need yeah, to, I need just to... for like discussions. And Work's stuff. been so busy with me. I haven't even like been Girl, able to you're post good. much. You're planning a wedding. You just yeah. started a new job. Yeah, work's been crazy. Um, but I mean, we all know what happened with Anna Walsh. Basically, um, her husband called police a few days later to report her missing but within those couple days that went by from when she was last seen to when he reported it he was running some errands yeah um so he says yeah so he says so he purchased some rugs and cleaning products like the day after um and then a couple days later he was seen on surveillance at TJ Maxx Home Goods purchasing bath mats, men's clothing, squeegees, trash cans, um lots of cleaning supplies. Yeah, and then while at like the their residence in Cohasset, investigators saw that uh Brian's Volvo had plastic liner and the seats were down, but the next day the carpet seemed to have been freshly vacuumed. Um he told investigators that he threw away this liner. Um, he was seen on surveillance footage and phone records also showed that he traveled to his mother's apartment complex in Swampscott, Massachusetts, and disposed of some items in this dumpster. Um, these items were recovered. They found 10 trash bags that included a hacksaw, cutting shears, and a hatchet. 
Um, also, it included Anna's COVID-19 vaccination card, tape, rugs, clothing, and a Prada purse, which um, he had recently purchased. And um, he told his wife, I mean, he told investigators that's what his wife like last had on her was this Prada bag. Interesting. <clears throat> on January 9th, uh, police revealed that they had located a bloodstained knife in the basement of the Walsh home. Um, this was the day prior to Brian's arrest. Um, so he's been in police custody since January 8th, and he has also pleaded not guilty to killing his wife. Um, Dude, you look pretty fucking suspicious. Yeah, so he has his next trial. Uh, what did I say? Thursday the 9th. Yeah, so, so that'll be coming out. I mean, this is going to be coming out a couple weeks after, so. Yeah. We will um, see what happens. We'll post an update on the Facebook group. But before um, I kind of wrap this up with Anna Walsh, again, like we all kind of know, I'm not going to go too into depth with this. I just want to go through his Google searches. And then yeah. you guys can tell us if you think he has something to do with this or not. Yeah, because this is, uh, I don't know, man. It's pretty extensive. I Have mean, you read my it? Google search history looks a little suspicious. Oh, sometimes. yeah. When we're but, researching podcasts. But, but... This... In the time frame of what happened, is suspicious as fuck. Oh yeah, this is this is fucking hard evidence right here. I'd say, um, December twenty seventh, uh, before Anna was last seen, she was again she was last seen yeah, on New before Year's Day. She went missing. Um, what's the best state to divorce for a man? And don't know why he would. I don't know if there was a best a better state to divorce in, but so my guess is that he was more concerned about money. And finances and which ones would be more lenient on the man than they would the woman. Got it. Because some <laughs> states kind of lean more towards another as um, far as like getting like 50% of, you know, income and the home and everything like that. So, got it. But I mean, you live in Massachusetts. So, yeah. Can you only get divorced in the state that you got married in? Like, I don't know how it works. Yeah. Well, you should have left on that one. Um, January 1st, 4 55 a.m. Remember, Anna was last seen this day at, like, four-ish in the morning. Yeah. So, at 4.55 a.m., he Google searches, how long before a body starts to smell? 4.58 a.m., how to stop a body from decomposing? 5.20 a.m., how to embalm a body? You can jump in with commentary anytime you'd like, Amanda. Uh, 5.47 a.m., 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. Good God, dude. You like, might need to, but he really needs to. Is he hoping that, like, someone wrote a, bu- like, the way that was put in there? Like, are you looking for, like, a BuzzFeed article? I don't know. It's like, 10 <laughs> ways to, to, to dispose of a body. Like- 6.25 a.m. How long for someone to be missing to inherit? Ugh. I hate this. Yeah. 6.34 a.m. Can you throw away body parts? 9.29 a.m., what does formaldehyde do? 9.34 a.m., how long does DNA last? Oh, my God. Is this guy? He's he's dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's just dumb as fuck. 9.59 a.m., can identification be made on partial remains? Yes, sir, it fucking can. Yes, you don't need Google to fucking tell you that. 11.34 a.m., dismemberment. And the best ways to dispose of a body. 11.44 a.m. How to clean blood from a wooden floor. 
11.56 a.m. Luminol to detect blood. 1.08 p.m. What happens when you put body parts in ammonia? This dude had no fucking clue what he was doing. Yeah, no, not at all. 1.21 p.m. Is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? What do you think, Amanda? I I don't I, <laughs> I don't know. That's that no, I don't expect you to answer that. <laughs> uh the next day, January second, um, his Google searches continued. Twelve forty five PM. Hacksaw best tool to dismember. One ten PM. Can you be charged with murder without a body? Oh my god, dude. One four well, with these fucking Google searches, maybe. Fucking Christ, right? <laughs> like, come on, man. You literally like have you not read one Nancy Drew book or a true crime book or anything? I just think, like, with forensics, this day and age, like, you can't get away with shit anymore. God, no. One uh, fourteen p.m. Can you identify a body with broken teeth? Like, My God. What the fuck did you do to this woman? What? I. <sighs> okay. January 3rd, one o two p.m. What happens to hair on a dead body? One fourteen p.m. What is the rate of decomposition on a body found in a plastic bag compared to on a surface in the woods? 1.20 p.m. Can baking soda make a body smell good? No. So these were his Google searches. Yeah. Um, uh, um, cool. Yeah. Cool, so cool, cool. again, he was arrested. He already had an arraignment. Um, the prosecutor's had found the bloody knife um yeah he lied to police about his whereabouts and and you know misleading all police. of this suspicious fucking shit yep so raise your hands if you think brian walsh murdered his wife hands are up in this yep. room all my cats I, are raising their hands yep. and my geckos yep they're all right yep everyone in providence has their hands up yep. right now <laughs> my landlord downstairs fixing my pipes hands up hands up um yeah, my you, hot water pipe burst so that's yeah. fun yeah, so, yeah, we've already had pause a few times because he keeps knocking on the door. He does. I feel that, so bad. No, no, it's totally fine because that's so important to fix. So True. Thank God. Be able to do my dishes today. Yeah, right. Um, I'm sorry. You don't have hot water. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. only been a day and a half, so could be worse. Um, So we mentioned before on a few episodes back about Michael Gray. He is a 31-year-old man that was missing from Maine. Um, He was reported missing out of Peabody. Um, I'm just going to kind of go over everything again. He was last seen on December 10th when he was reportedly locked, when he reportedly locked himself out of his car in the Peabody area and called the police department for help. Um, he was allegedly given a ride to a family member's workplace on Main Street in Peabody after being locked out of his car, and he was reported missing by his family the next day on December 11th. Um, a dive team went into the water at Juniper Beach in Salem after some of his clothing was found in the area. And unfortunately, on Thursday, January 26th, Michael Gray's body was found across Salem Harbor in Marblehead, Massachusetts. Um, So that one, unfortunately, ended up not so happy ending. Um, He was married so i can't imagine what his, what his wife is going through what his family is going through yeah, it's so sad um he was missing for over a month before they found him I like know. seven weeks before they found him um 
So I don't know if that area is in the Boston area. Um, but Peabody, it's like around Salem, like a little bit in that, like outskirts of Boston area. All right. I wanted to pause for a second because I wanted to look up. I, I'm i from I'm from Massachusetts. I still don't know the geography all that well. <laughs> so okay. I wanted to look up where this body of water where he was found was in relation to like Boston and like Boston Harbor. It's like right on the outskirts. So could he have been a victim of our possibly Boston mysterious serial killer conspiracy possibly yeah is that area there were a couple other people in our first case that we talked about that were found um like outside of the boston harbor there was one gentleman who was found on saquish beach yeah yep so um you never know now i'm like oh my god it it could be and he went missing in peabody which is just outside of the city yeah also, we paused because Amanda's boyfriend brought us um, boba from Kung Fu Tea. So yes. we have our boba fix. Cheers. We do. Cheers. If you've never had boba, yeah, you got to try it. My some... husband got me onto it a couple years ago, and Kung Fu Tea is the best boba place ever. They're amazing. I, I love, love They're them. everywhere. Some oolong milk tea. Incredible. Mm. Mm. These coffee popping bubbles. Mm. Incredible. In- <laughs> Incredible. Um, all right. So Amanda has a little um something she wants to share about a case down in where South Carolina. Yeah. So I have a lot of family in the Carolinas, so I do see a lot of news pop up on Facebook from that area, like suggested for me. So I do want to talk about a missing, a pretty big missing person case that's going on down there for a. 23-year-old man, Tyler Doyle. So on January 26th, Tyler and a friend went out duck hunting in the Little River area just north of Myrtle Beach. And at some point during the day, Tyler's boat began to take on water and he sent out a distress signal as it was sinking. And he has not been seen since. The other person that he had gone hunting with, who he was not named in any article that I found he or she whoever they were they weren't named in any article um they were eventually rescued from the water but Tyler still has not been found there was immediately a 50-hour search of the Little River area for him and he still has been found so they haven't found anything yet they did find his waders which are like big waterproof like boot pants kinds of things Mm -hmm. and they found a couple duck decoys which are little fake ducks that are used when hunting uh, that they believe were his. So they have found some evidence of him, but we have not found a body. His boat is gone. Uh, oh the God. last that they heard was that distress signal. He has a wife, Lakeland, who is pregnant. Stop. Yes. Uh, so there is, there's a massive community effort going on right now in that area for searching for him. They have just expanded the search. I mean, now as we're recording this on Sunday the 5th, um, they are expanding the search to the, like, Wilmington, North Carolina, and, like, Cape Fear area up Mm -hmm. there, um, or the Cape Fear Bridge, because 
the currents kind of push up that way. So they believe if he got stuck in the water and kind of swept out, that it would have taken him up north. Got it. So there's still a massive search going on. Um, there's a really big community effort. There's a bunch of GoFundMes for the family, you know, as Lakeland's pregnant, you know, um, Tyler was like their source of income and everything. So it's been a really big community effort down there to kind of hopefully find something. As of right now, we really don't know what's going on. They're still doing active searches. This weekend, people were out in boats. People were out in helicopters. And unfortunately, that area, there is a lot of like swamps and stuff. Stop. So oh my God. Yeah. Because it, it's Myrtle Beach and it's, you know, the Carolinas. So yep. there's a lot of little inlets and things that people could have, like, you know, gotten pulled into and stuff. So it's kind of hard to find things. So well, I hope they can. I hope we will find, find him soon. soon. Uh, they said that the search efforts will not stop until a rescue is made or a body is discovered. So hopefully it is not the latter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully we will find Tyler alive and well and get him back to his family. But I definitely want to bring it up. It is just so sad. Yeah. Especially, so, he. I mean, it's sad all, all around, but, but to know that he has a pregnant wife at yes, home. Yes, exactly. She's probably out of her mind right yeah, now. So, and she was quoted saying that she just wants her other half back. So oh that's God. just like breaks my heart. So... We are. Uh, oh, we'll. Uh, we'll. Yeah, we're gonna keep, keep an eye you guys out updated. for this case. Yeah. Yeah, I'll post any updates or any news articles that come out in the following weeks on the Facebook page or share them on Instagram. But that is pretty much it for Ty Tyler Doyle, and I guess we should get into the giant case that has been looming over Massachusetts for the past couple weeks that everyone has been talking about. And yeah. Everyone has been sending to us. This one is like so close to home yeah. out of Duxbury, Massachusetts, yes. which is right in the area where me and Amanda grew up. Yep. I used to go to Duxbury Beach every beautiful, summer. Beautiful, beautiful, like luxurious town. Such a beautiful area. Um, We're not going to get into the details, like what happened. We're not going to tell you what happened. Everyone knows what happened. Yeah, Everyone knows what happened. Be talking about Lindsay Clancy. If yeah. you didn't pick up on it. If you, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> but um, we're not going to get into the the detail like everyone knows we're just gonna discuss what went on with Lindsay and her children yeah and unfortunately all three are now passed yeah away um this is definitely a case where you have to step back and look at it from all perspectives absolutely not an evil mother killed her children yeah because we really don't know that's not really what happened yeah. if you take a step back and look at everything from different perspectives yes it's so sad for the children three yeah. little oh, babies yeah. lost their lives horrific. in the hands of their mother the poor family and who knew what they were feeling in those moments like but in that moment in those moments that was not their that mother wasn't their mother that no. wasn't their mother so we're kind of just going to have a little conversation about postpartum depression versus postpartum psychosis yeah and listen me and amanda we're not mothers no so, so we can't really sit here and say anything yeah, but we can we, sit in here and we can tell you facts about what, what is what seen, and what, what isn't seen other people experience i mean i have watched most of my sisters go through pregnancies and i've seen them deal with their own struggles but I mean, thankfully, nobody's had postpartum psychosis. That is a whole other ball game compared to postpartum depression. But 
And like, it's, it's a thing. It's a term. It's a thing. It's it a is. condition. It's real. And there are, I feel like just like you read the comments online and people still aren't. There's a stigma looking. around it. Yeah. It's just, oh, well, like I felt sad and I never told my kids, okay, well, psychosis is a different thing. And there's a term for it because it's a different thing. Exactly. So like she was not in a state of mind where the reality that we are in is what she was living. It was a very different reality to her. Yeah. And psychosis, it can flip on like a light switch. One second you're and it fine. It feels so fucking real. And the next second you're not. And Lindsay, she worked as a nurse. She was a nurse. She was a labor and delivery nurse. She worked in a hospital. And I went to nursing school and not anybody just goes to nursing school. You go to nursing school and you become a nurse because down to your core, like you want to help others. So, and she was a mother. She, you know, that's all she wanted. That's what her husband said. It's all she ever wanted. So no person who is good to their core like that is going to intentionally. I mean, I can't say, I don't know what was going on in Lindsay's mind and I don't know what it's like to be a mother and the ins and outs of psychosis. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very scary thing. I mean, neither of us are psychologists. We're not going to try and sit here and act like we know all oh, of it. Oh, fuck know no. How it, but even if you do some basic research, it's it's very clear to see to anyone who, you know, has any kind of common sense that psychosis is is just it's something completely different than a depression or an anxiety or a manic episode. It's hallucinations, yeah, it's paranoia. Hallucinations. It's, it's basically a constant state of paranoia that you can never escape from. And everything to you feels so intense and so real that the real world doesn't even exist anymore. It's just that paranoia world that you have built. Yeah. There's nothing else but that. And uh, it's, and I mean, and that's just a very vague description of it. But it is something that I don't think a lot of people understand or care to understand. They just kind of think of it as, oh, they, you know, hearing voices in your head and that's it. But it's so much more than that. Yeah. So much more than that. Yeah. Um, so none of us will ever understand because nobody was there in that moment with no. her at all. No one was. And, and, and it's not anyone's fault directly no. like I don't blame the father for leaving her alone with the children you know what anything. I was I've just gonna say that, that. Pe- why would and she it's... leave him alone because she's an adult and just because she had a mental health condition doesn't mean she I needed mean, supervision 24 7 I will say it was recommended by doctors that she should not have been left alone with the children really yes okay See, I didn't know so that. okay it was recommended by doctors that she should not be alone with the kids because her she was just in such a deteriorated mental state that they didn't think it would be like she wouldn't be able to care for the kids three children by herself not even that they were scared that she would do something to them just that she was so fragile at that point in like time she couldn't care that the stress of yeah. just you know feeding bathing changing and having to like give like take care of three small children alone for a long period of time would cause her to break even more and then then something terrible might happen yeah but the husband so, probably didn't which, think that just running out to grab fault. dinner. Exactly. You can never know what's going to happen in a, in a 10, 20 minute, 30 minute span. And he was and working from home to help yeah. her, I read, to, to be there for her. So 
And I mean, he might have also been struggling mentally too. Exactly. People don't say this. Need to get out. Men can also suffer from postpartum depression. They go through their own kind of mental illnesses. Not necessarily a postpartum depression. And we're not saying that he was at all, but 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 they go through their own mental struggles when having a child, and when they see their spouse going through intense mental struggles, it's difficult on them as well. So he may. We never know. He may have needed a minute to breathe. Like, and that's we can't, okay. And so we can only speculate. And, and it's, it's not, nobody's fault. They're all only human. Yeah. Which it doesn't doesn't make it anyone's fault. And by saying that, we're not saying that, you know, she should just, like, go home tomorrow and everything should be fine. Oh, no. Like, I don't even. I feel for her needs so bad. serious help. I hope yeah. that she gets the care that she needs. And I hope that she gets the mental assistance that she needs. Because clearly, clearly she's not she a well. Clearly she needs it. And. And even after this, once, you know, she kind of comes, like, I, we don't know what kind of state of mind she's in right now. But once the realization sets in of what has happened in the past few months, she's definitely going to need even more yeah. assistance She like and help. I read, I'm reading all these things on the internet, and people are saying, you know, psychosis. Again, it's like a switch. It can go on, it can, but it can come off, and then you resurface yeah. and realize what, what has happened what has happened everything that was going on when you weren't you know when your hands weren't on the wheel and you weren't the one driving the car yeah um yeah my stepdad came up to visit and he he brought this case up and my stepdad used to be a paramedic for the town of Plymouth for a very long time so he has a million and one colleagues from Plymouth and surrounding towns the police the fire department the paramedics um, one of his friends, which is a guy that, you know, I grew up knowing just because he's, he's my stepdad's friend. Um, he was one of the first responders on my call. So, Shit. yeah, I can't even imagine what the first responders had to go in. The husband had to go in and see it and the first responders like and then I'm thinking like, wow, these first responders, they see a lot of shit. They do. Like, they see a lot of shit. They like, really how do. the fuck do they get through every day? Like, and I was thinking about it. It's like, my stepdad's the funniest guy I've ever met. Like, it's probably why he's so funny. He had to have a sense of humor doing the job. Yeah, they definitely do. I have a, a friend who's a Plymouth police officer, and even he has said that, like, you got to find little things to do to take your mind out of that mindset that you have when you're on the job to really kind of cope with the things that you see. And then, you know, those few, very, very few days where good things are happening on the job and, you know, you feel like that, that town hero kind of feeling, you like savor those moments. Yeah, exactly. So you said that she was on like a list oh my God. of medication. The, so they haven't released the full list. Um, let me pull up the article. But. Some of the things that they said she was on, and also, by the, I'm not a pharmacist, I'm not a psychologist, but I have been on my fair share of anxiety medications. I, like, I myself struggle with borderline personality disorder, so that deals with a lot of mood swing medications coupled with anxiety medications or antidepressants, because it is not, not saying it's similar to a psychosis, but it is all about kind of rewiring and kind of working with that chemical imbalance in your brain. Yeah, you which gotta is similar have to what that you have to do. perfect. Yeah, dose you gotta find of the perfect cocktail for you and for everybody. It's different, and like, and it takes months for oh, those yeah, chemicals to say, build up. A lot of 
antidepressant medication and, and medication for these types of conditions, they take months to actually start working. You get worse before you get better. And there is a thing called, um, what is it, medical toxicity? Yes. Or um, medication toxicity. Yeah. If you are on too many medications. Yeah. It can, uh, yeah. So you can really have some fucked up side effects. So I have a Boston Globe article. Um, I'll link it on our Facebook group. But I'm going to name some of them. And I know you're going to know some of these. And just from like, I know you have some nursing experience and everything. And I mean, I worked at a group home for like eight years and I had to pass medication. So she was on three different benzodiazepines. Oh. Klonopin. Oh. Valium. Oh, shit. And Ativan. All at once. She was also on Zoloft. Remeron. And fluoxetine. So that's just a few, a few of them. Um, and Prozac. Or well, fluoxetine. Fluoxetine is Prozac. Um, but Zoloft and Prozac are also their SSRIs. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was on, I mean, fucking, you really need to be on Valium, Ativan, and Klonopin all at the same time? Probably not. Like, no. And I, I I get that, you know, they're probably trying to find the right thing for her. But I feel like that is just throwing a bunch of pasta at the wall and seeing what fucking sticks. You know what I mean? Like, it just. And I, I hate to say it, but it seems like that is pretty much what all of women's health care is and what mental health, like the view on mental health care is, is, oh, you know, we'll. We'll give you some of this and some of that and, you know, give us a call in four weeks and tell us if you feel like you want to off yourself. Like, that is, like, and that's me talking from personal experience. That's literally basically the response I've gotten from doctors before. It's, you know, we're going to give you some of this. We're going to give you some of that. Tell me in four weeks if you feel suicidal or if you're getting weight. Good luck. Yeah. And, um, you know. And I they know, just leave you to it. I know somebody that takes Ativan for seizures and she doesn't like to take she even went to her doctor she's like I don't feel like myself like I feel yeah. bad when I take like not feeling bad like it makes me feel worse it makes her feel better like in the medical sense but she's like it's out of hand like I, I I feel like you know just not it can, depending on the dosage it's really strong yeah sometimes you just don't feel like a hundred percent like yourself and like she was on that plus all these like I can yeah. see why she had a psychotic break yeah do I condone children killing your children absolutely Absolutely not not. but we'll never know what was going on in her mind in In that that moment no we won't we really won't unless she decides to talk about it but she may never be able to even she might not even really fully understand we don't know we don't know what's going on um so just like seeing some comments online is just like very sad but i mean the internet's always like the fucking wild she's west evil, kind of evil, place you like, know i had kids and i was sad and i didn't kill my children yeah well take a step back Would take you a like couple a steps back good for you climb a couple stairs look at everything from all perspectives i mean that's what we should how we should be living our lives in every situation exactly but it's just really sad that it's sad on all sides it's really sad on all sides it is those poor babies that will never grow up it is the not. husband. The poor family. The husband was able to forgive his wife. 
which is it's very which surprising. Volume. But I know he was also. I saw a few articles that said he was quoted saying that he thought that the medications were making her like a zombie. Yeah, and that she wasn't herself. So I feel like he, after watching her struggle so hard with her mental health, knew that it was not the woman that he married that day. And I feel like that's the only way that he was able to forgive her. I feel like if he can forgive her, then we all can. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah. It's And, you know, it's I feel so bad for her because, like, she now, like, clearly, obviously, going through something she tried to take her own life and and failed at that and now she has to deal with this harsh reality yeah like i can't even imagine what what she's going through and how she's going to make it through i just hope she gets the assistance that she needs medically i hope so too the fucking and world they find the right medications for her not like what was going on because clearly the amount that they had her on was not helping her yeah, so that was just, what, like five out of what her lawyer said was 13 different medications. That's a lot of medications That she was on, on at the same time. And, like, you know, I learned a lot when I was in nursing school. Like, all we did a whole semester on mental health. And these meds, they take months to kick in. They yeah. take It takes months to to find, like, a, the right dosage and combination. Yeah. Yeah, because it takes months for the chemical to really kind of work with your brain and, like, make a difference. And then it takes months to get off of it Mm -hmm. if it's not working out. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just feel like if you're one of those people that are pointing fingers at her and blaming her and looking at Lindsay like she's some sort of monster. Black and white way of thinking. Yeah, you gotta, you you gotta, like I said, look at it from all perspectives. But, like. I don't know. What if she was your sister? Yeah, you watch struggle with just depression, paranoia. Everyone around her, her coworkers, like are so supportive of her and her family. Um, They've donated money. They've had nothing but great things to say about Lindsay. And remember, she was a nurse. Yeah, she. Nurses are to the core, good people. They are. They, really they help people. That's that's the job. You don't just go into nursing if you're a cold-blooded monster. Yeah. Exactly. But and as of today, Sunday, the 5th when we're recording, she is supposed to be arraigned in court on murder charges on Tuesday. Yeah, the Plymouth. 7th. Yeah, um, she will be doing it over Zoom, Yeah, though. she's going to be doing it over Zoom. She's not going to be there. She's going to be in the hospital I don't know what hospital, and I'm She's also, a, even they're if not knew, even I'm not disclo- going to say it. They're not disclosing it. They just, I wouldn't want they're to just anyway. They're just saying in Boston. Um, no one needs to know that. Oh, no one needs no. to go try and find her and, like, you know, get their own vigilante justice. You know, this is something that I hope the system does her right, and I, I, I do think that she needs to be somewhere for a very long amount of time. She probably most likely will be. I'm thinking she's going to get life. For the three lives that she took, the and very least. She's not much older than us. No. It's crazy. Which Maybe. is really sad. But if anything, I hope that she finds the help that she needs. And I hope this also opens a discussion for everyone about mental health, postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis, and just the struggles that mothers deal with on a regular basis that they're expected to just accept because we can make babies, which is not. How it should be. Yeah. 
So that is, you know, that's my soapbox. I'm going to get off of it now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is a really, I, ugh, this case is just heavy. It is. There is no. We'll keep updating on it. I and talk I mean, in circles about this case. There's almost no definitely. way to, to wrap your head around no. it and at there's, all. There's no right. There's no wrong. I feel like it's just, it's just all terrible. It is. It's it all is. terrible and it's all sad. But, um, but that is it for yeah, our true crime I, updates, pretty that's much. That's it. So sorry, we're ending it on a super depressing note, guys. But you know that it—that's the nature of the game, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're not coming to our podcast for well, rainbows. It's not about and butterflies. sunshine and rainbows, though. I did share a children's story time podcast. If that's what you're into, one of my friends, Christina, runs it. That's so. amazing. Um, <laughs> if you need that, it's family friendly too, so it's like okay to play with kids in the car oh okay so well i don't have kids so i probably won't be playing it well, you never know maybe but one day I, hopefully um but it's much right. more whimsical and happy okay good than ours <laughs> yeah no not not very whimsical over here nope <laughs> um but stay spooky stay scary and, and stay, stay safe, safe.